live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Come on, McCabe, whistle. Watch you don't give you that glazed donut on you in there, John. <laughs> Always walking in sunshine here inside our studios. The watchdog is that what's all over our way? Shh, be quiet, Bob. <laughs> Bob, did I did I see the boss here? Oh yeah, she's here. I can't wait till she walks Close in. Close the blinds for God's sake! I have made such a. This is the no eating in the studio policy. I have made such a mess. Thanks to our friend Mark from the uh, Pine Room uh, podcast, but who brought a big box full of donuts, and I have this nice glazed donut, but the glaze half of it's in my mouth and in my belly, and the other half is hey, here on the studio. I don't want to take up any time with this today because we always get on fun tangents and waste half an hour, That's which right. is fun. But I, I was so disappointed in you yesterday. I'm going to tell you I why. Do? What did it, I do? Disappointed in a, in a good way, uh, maybe. But uh, <laughs> you were talking about your lunch at Generations, I think, on Wednesday. Yes. With your, with your boys, mm-hmm. and and you said, you know, and the biggest decision I had, you know, do I have one hot dog or two? Right. And, you know, and, and you know me, and you know what I did, but I'm thinking, okay, well, you had four. And you said, well, I had two. And I was like, you only had two? Like, what, what is wrong with you? Well, I the, figured you'd say, well, you know me, I had three. No, well, those, <laughs> now let me, let's, let me follow up on that just to be, first place, those are those giant quarter pound Yeah, sure, dogs. no, I understand, but so three I, I or four of those would be fine for you. I didn't even think about the fact then that last night, um, I got Uncle Pete's hot dogs. You, I'm sure you're uh, four of those. I'm sure things are going really well within your body right four, now. Four, four of those with the chili sauce and the uh, mustard and onions all there. So, uh, what was better? That was the, wow. was the Louis, the, you know, the Louis kind of uh, offshoot or or the generations. I think you had you said you had like a slaw dog, like I a West Virginia dog. dog. Yeah. Usually, I get the Pete Rose, which is just chili and cheese. I uh-huh. I like the slaw dog. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. I, lo- I love coleslaw yeah. on hot dogs. And so I was, I was. Um, well, now I'm thinking about it. You're right. That was those two giant hot dogs. <laughs> and four yesterday. <laughs> that four. You better not eat until like Tuesday, man. Let your body purge. You know, my, my oldest son uh, was at our house. So he said, well, he's one, they lived by us. So we used sometimes order yeah. dinner together. He said, what do you want? I said, well, he said, I said, tonight's, you know, chili dog night. He said, oh, <laughs> So uh, we ordered eight because he had four and I had four. So we ordered eight. eight You're setting dogs. bad examples, Howard. Uh, I'm sorry. Eat a salad. Come on, man. Yeah. Well, bless his heart. My my uh, my youngest son, we again, all three boys went to Generations. Uh, my my uh, middle son ate a lot. Jason ate the same thing I had, actually, except he had a big bowl of chili. Yeah. Bless his heart, my youngest son, I'm going to have a salad. <laughs> and we try to embarrass him. You know, say, oh, come on, a salad. Look at this stuff. No, I'm having a salad. So he had a salad. You know what I had this week that was really good? Um, and we had, you and I used to go there frequently. I had a bowl of soup from the Hall of Fame Cafe. Oh, I did too. And it was darn good. It's you know, and I, and I just, I mean, it's literally for me a three-minute walk, not even that maybe. And I just always tend to forget to go over there. Uh, best soup in town. Yeah, I mean, I, totally my, agree. My wife actually bought uh, – 
two bowls of chicken rice soup. Mm-hmm. She was out and about, so she bought two, and brought them home. So I had two bowls of their chicken. I love their chicken. Yeah. I love all their soups. The other soups are really good. Yeah, it's just a, the it's pickle a, one's a little different, but you know. Well, they every once in a while I see yeah. something. Yeah, no, I don't think I want that. Yeah. But um, Bob concurs, of course. I do. I uh, brag Angel up to everybody. I love eating there, and she has the best soup. And it's just, uh, I love sitting in the back away from everybody and uh, sticking to the floor and the yeah, table. Yeah, that's know? okay. Trip down them steps a couple good times. Character down there when you're. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's for pe- people who expect a fancy restaurant. They've, they've it's come, a diner. They've come to the wrong place. It is yeah. definitely a diner, yeah, and it's but, a great place to eat. But the food it, is, it great. is. And you're right. We haven't been there for a long. No, time. No, we haven't. We um, used to go there once a week or so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, but uh, yeah, but Nancy. She bought two two bowls. She buys two bowls. I have a bowl, and then I've got a bowl for tomorrow. You know? So that's good. So you don't let Nancy eat any of it? You just say, oh, honey, I'll take both those. I think she actually got herself something, ham and bean or uh-huh. some, something that I wouldn't yeah. eat any Their ham and bean soup is actually Maybe really good. Maybe stuffed, stuffed pepper. Oh, that's really like good, that. too. You don't like stuffed pepper soup? No. I, what is wrong with no, you? No, Give me... Give me a chicken. If they had, like, hot dog soup, you'd probably be all over it. Hey, hot dog He tried. Soup. I knew that. You know, I, I like cream cream of hot dog. Cream of oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> John, as you know, Howard Monroe is a very giving person, except at the table. Now, I, oh, you no. gotta be really, really careful there because uh, you know, like a you know, like a uh, don't mess with his food is what I'm saying. I was thinking, uh, I actually was been rewatching just at, at night The Sopranos for like the fifteenth time, you know, mm-hmm. and and a week or two back, I, I did think of you a little bit because it was the episode where. Uh, Phil Leotardo was uh, was eating, and the acting boss at that time literally like reached over and ate off his plate. You know, and the guy ended up dead like two days later. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's Howard. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, Friends since Chandler Bing or uh-huh. Perry died this week. Remember Joey? Joey doesn't share food. His, his dates would sometimes try and you know get a French fry off his plate. Joey doesn't share food. That's yeah. kind of the way I am. It's a T- I mean, I will share. I mean, if, you know, if someone's like, oh. I'm sure with your grandson, you well, share. Oh, I share that, yeah, with him all the time. Uh, but not like anyone else. I stay back. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> Best to sit away for a little bit. I there. mean, if somebody wants, you know, reaches <laughs> over and tries to grab something, I'll go, yeah, well, okay, you know. We'll sign. But I'd rather they. Anyway, uh, let's get on to something important to talk about. Where are you going for lunch today? Yes. Uh, actually, I have a lunch meeting in Uncle Pete's today. Oh, okay. So, so I do have a meeting out there today. That not uh, chili dogs were yesterday. Though. That's okay. I, I probably just get like a Reuben or something. I say, what do you get? Like, so, turkey Reuben. I like their turkey, or their turkey jerky is pretty good. One of the first things I did, well, I'm sticking, or soup. I may get soup since it's chilly out. They have good soup out there. I'm too. sticking with food um, for a minute. The, one of the first things I do um, when I get off the air is I look at when Uncle Pete's posts their special mm-hmm. menu of the day to see. Mm-hmm. If, sometimes they've got something just really attracts me. And that, sure, that sure. makes my. You ever have their smoked up. wings out there? I have. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're really good. Yeah. I mean, they have they have good wings. Just a nice. I mean, I, I like to smoke wings, but it uh, it's time consuming at home. But th- theirs are pretty good. But. Like I said, we could spend all day talking about this, Howard. And we do. And we do. What do you want to talk about? Um, I mean, we haven't been together for a Last you know, week I, I was mean, sick, and I think I mean, the I, week before you were not here. I think. Yeah, I was out. Uh, I was off that week. And, uh, you know, I think the, the homeless issue is going to crop up again here in a couple of days at council on Tuesday. I think that's maybe a good point. You know, again, we had look, look what happened yesterday. And I have no evidence other than my own. See, now, Bob and I have talked about this, but kind of privately. Yeah. Those fires... How else does a fire happen in an abandoned building with no electrical service? And That's the one my up there by uh, on 16th Street yeah. is a place where it's not a camp, but it's no. a place where homeless do sure. hang out. So it was I very cold yesterday morning and overnight. Um, so that that's your natural, you know, where, where you naturally go is, you know, with someone in there trying to keep warm. 
Now, we don't know that. We don't know that for certain, but again, buildings, my understanding, again, is that the electrical service there had been turned off. You know, one, it's hard for me to get across to some people. You and I have talked about it, Bob, and I have talked about it. Um, there has to be concern for the homeless. There has to be concern sure. for the homeless. Sure. You know, they, there, are, there are people who are homeless through no fault of their own. There are people that need housing. They need food. And, and we can't just treat them all as if they are bad people. Mm -hmm. But what I can't get across to folks who are what I would call homeless advocates is that when that crosses into creating problems for the general public, something still has to be done. It's not has an to attempt give. to somehow stigmatize the homeless, but it's, the reality is something's got to be done. I think the city is at least finally wrestling with that in a positive way. I don't know. I like all the solutions, but they're wrestling with it. You know, we, we, I'm hoping this one comes together for this weekend, but we've been uh, speaking to some legal, legal folks around the area and at WVU on just what legal concerns there are with a you know sanctioned city camp mm -hmm. um and and i think there have to be some i mean if something were to happen in that camp or to somebody walking by or you know does that come back to the city now i've talked with a couple council members you know their their idea is that well we wouldn't manage this camp we would let the nonprofits, you know house of hagar uh, homeless coalition whatever you know whomever run this but I do worry with the city now being on the record as saying we want to have one managed camp that the city, you know, sanctions in essence uh, what the legal concerns are with that. Because I think there have to be some. And there probably are. Uh, I think they're not insurmountable. My concern is that in talking to the several council members here on the show, when I think of a managed camp, and I do get that, that it's not like, Ben Seidler's not going to go down right, and manage no. it, or or uh, or, or even Melissa Adams is right. not going to manage it. Right. It would be turned over to some group. Mm -hmm. My concern is there needs to actually be an on-site presence. Now I'm not saying somebody lives on the camp, but I mean, managed camp has to be more than just we we'll give you the space and give right. you showers. There has to be some kind of oversight, supervision, follow-through, checking on a regular basis. Making sure trash doesn't accumulate, and, all the basic things. And my concern is I have not heard that expressed as well as I would like mm -hmm. from the council members I've talked to. And, and yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, there has to be, you can't just say, well, here, go underneath the overpass by Catholic Charities, you know, because I mean, we tried that and it didn't work. I mean, it just, it, it frankly didn't work. Um, within just a few short weeks, trash was overflowing, problems were cropping up. You know, I think if that's the route they're going to go, and it appears that's at least where they're you know, going to have some amendments uh, are going to be offered on Tuesday uh, on this, you know, this initial underlying issue of no camping on public property. Um, but I'm really going to be interested to see where they go, how they think this can be handled. Um, and, and again, because it really does come down to my rights, your rights, you know, I never feel uncomfortable in Wheeling, never, never once in any neighborhood I've ever been in. But if I were, you know, a young lady and mm -hmm. I'm running on, uh, you know, I have a daughter who used to run out on uh, by, you know, Mason Rehab on the trail there, you know, last time I was there, it, I wouldn't want a 17, 18 year old, uh, you know, uh -huh. child running out there alone. And I understand the, you know, the mom with the stroller down sure. on the Heritage Trail down here and, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, I, I and I'm not. You know, I, I get criticized. I'm not suggesting that homeless people are dangerous necessarily, but nobody wants to be walking their kid down no. the trail and and 
a homeless person, a bum, a stranger, just call it a stranger. Just a stranger. Sure. Is, is kind of walking behind, stalking, right. uh, for lack of a better word. It, it, that's where it begins intrudes in the general public. Yeah. What I want to see um, is how the amendment of a, for a managed camp is actually worded. Because mm -hmm. to me, first of all, I think there needs to be a location specified. And I don't know if they're going to do that or not. Um, secondly, what exactly does a managed camp mean? Because it seems like it means different things to different people. The city or some entity can provide you know, showers. They can provide dumpsters. They can provide uh, portageons. I get all that. Um, but to what extent will there be additional supervision? Um, and to me, location needs to be far enough away that it's not easy to be an intrusion on the public, but close enough that they can get to services they need. And, and that's a hard thing to find. Yeah, I thought some other you know, homeless issues that have cropped up since we last met. You know, I thought with the story that uh, Eric Ayers did last week with, with Melissa Adams and some others um, on the whole nonprofit end, and, and also how the you know, whether homeless are being bused to Wheeling, you know, uh, or at least according to Melissa Adams, that is not happening. And we I continue to see it. I'm sure you do, too. You know, all 60 people just got dropped off from Seattle, you know, to live on the streets of Wheeling. I've never, you know, that's been kind of like the boogeyman uh, mentality with the homeless. Um, it's one of those things, even your, the article, you have, it, it, what does it mean? I firmly believe, as the, as Melissa and the others said, mm -hmm. I don't believe anybody is rounding, like, governor in Texas did right. send migrants, right. send migrants elsewhere. Right. I don't believe anybody in any city is rounding up their people, putting them on a bus and saying, mm -hmm. take them to Wheeling. I don't believe that. But are folks outside the area sure. coming in? Always. Because we do have, Wheeling has a plethora of services and folks available. even from places that are that are with you know within in our region, you know, I mean, if you can you be homeless in Caddis? Yeah, probably not. Um, so where are you going to go if you have the opportunity? You're going to go somewhere again where you have one or two meals a day and other services. Well, we are a, we we provide the services, but mm -hmm. I think this is a solution. But it requires a lot of really serious thought, and it requires something that I still don't think I'm seeing, which is better coordination among all the agencies no. involved. No. Uh, that was supposedly one of the reasons for the homeless liaison was to pull the agencies together and get them all to kind of work in sync. And I'm on the outside looking in. I'm not involved, but on the outside looking in, I still think we have a lot of agencies working either at cross purposes or too many doing the same purposes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and from even before that position was created, you had local advocates saying, you know, we don't need, the city doesn't need to fund that position. We work fine together already, or we each have our own mission. Um, you know, and so what has that led to, you know, unfortunately with the city's homeless position, homeless liaison is is you know uh, purposes that no one on council ever really envisioned that that role taking on of you know forming a nonprofit and and you know blurring that line between uh, you know public work and private work and and that that's that to me is a real that still remains a real issue that nobody at least in the city administration wants to address. Yeah, Melissa Adams has become sort of the the uh, spokesperson for the Life Hub, mm -hmm. but she doesn't. Well, maybe she does work for Life Hub, but. But that's not a city project. In fact, city officials have been clear to distance themselves yeah. from the Life Hub. Yeah. I mean, almost all of them saying it's a good thing, but it's not a city project. And the city to this date has not really funded much of it. I don't think any, any actually, it, right, yeah. but if at all. And, so, and I don't think that there's a great will to do that. Mm -hmm. well, let me ask you guys this. We brought it up, speculation. Coincidence never happened in the summertime. Happened now. 
when it was really cold and there's no power in that building. If it is proven that that fire was started by someone homeless in there trying to keep warm, is that going to change the community's thought even more where they say now this is totally over? You know, I, I wouldn't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think that's going to resonate all that much, Bob, outside of, you know, wonks like me and Howard and you. And, you know, I think that the, you know, those are buildings that most likely no one's going to miss now, you know, from a city safety standpoint. But, John, standpoint, think about what difference. could happen there. Sure. I mean, no, it no, no, takes totally this one different. fire. And that's, that's, the, that's really the issue is the safety standpoint of firefighters, you know, neighboring buildings and residents. Um, you know, luckily this was in an abandoned building. What if it had been in a building – that had an open basement and, and something like this happens again. This is all speculation. Yeah, I, 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 really hate want, to, I really want to stress yeah. that because we're almost going too far down the road for my comfort. I agree. Well, and, and again, I, I'll speculate. If it is, a, I mean, and, and Bob and I talked about it, so it's not. Sure. Did, you didn't just come out of nowhere, right? Certainly, it's the first one of the first things you jumped to, right. to thinking about. And again, in particular, because right around that building, a lot of homeless hang mm-hmm. out. I don't think they have a camp there, as far as I know, but they hang out. Right. But let's be very clear: there is no indication of. No evidence suggests that at all. Right no, now. no, no. By it no just means. happened yesterday. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I understand that. But, I mean, I, I want to be, you know, I think we're disparaging without knowing for sure. And I'm as guilty as anybody about that. But let's, let's be careful about that. Sure. But to your question, Bob, do I think it would, if, if it is, I don't think it would change people. No, I don't think so. I don't so think it either. adds to yeah. uh, any more concern. Uh, it would, no, I, I don't think so. Um well, Tuesday's going to be, I think Tuesday will be another interesting meeting. I think I, I'm not going to be at all surprised to see a strong presence from the homeless advocacy community. Right. Um, and I'm really going to be interested to see, you know, as of right now, it seems the only council member with, you know, any concerns on this camping ban is, I'm saying not any concerns, but, you know, with like almost clear opposition is Rosemary Ketchum. Well, she has said yeah, she's opposed I mean, to it. Everybody else is you know, understanding at least that they've got to do something um, and, you know, continuing to do nothing doesn't solve any problems. Um, and that's going to be, you know, again, that, that that brings in other interesting angles as we move forward with a mayoral race, um, very clear lines well, being drawn. Well, it will drawn. be a key, key issue yes. in, the, in the race for mayor. Yes. I suspect, I could be wrong, but I think. But sure, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, her position is very clear and, and the fact that at least, you know, no one else who's decided to, uh, you know, who may run for mayor has taken that same position. I think that's one that uh, she'll have to answer for. Well, I mean, Denny Magruder has been actually surprisingly quiet, quiet after yeah. he uh, made his first announcement. And Bob, I don't think we talked to him about the homeless when he was in here, did we? Not much. Not much so, at all. Uh, um, I'll be curious what Chad, I'm assuming Chad Thomas is going to announce. We all keep saying that. I'm more confident now than I was before. Um but I, I, I don't know where – I mean, he's, he's – But he's been on the, the, the managed camp he's side, propo- too. He yeah. was going to propose the amendment, right. I think. So he's, he is on a managed camp. He's on let's do something, but let's do it carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so – and who else is out there? I don't know. I suspect – and I have absolutely no names in mind. You might know more. I suspect somebody will come out uh, with a strong anti-homeless position sure. as a candidate for mayor. I don't have any idea who it would be, but I'm just thinking that's I mean, the case. It, you know, as of right now, at least it would make sense. 928 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. McCabe and I kicking around some of the Ohio Valley news of the week and uh, maybe news of next week. The uh, And I'm just thinking to myself, I planning next week, Tuesday night will be council, which would mean that Wednesday would be a good day to follow up on this. But Santa Claus is coming in on Wednesday, so. We probably won't have a lot of home. It's not. It's it's like the beginning of November. Yeah, but I mean, come on, man. No, no. It's listen. I've, there's a reason for this. Very quickly before we get to the break, Bob's giving me the line. You gotta, gotta, <laughs> gotta take a break. 
I've been I've talked to Santa Claus yesterday. I want to find because he starts his busy season Thursday, festival of lights, flips the switch, going up the fat, you know the parade, the winter, all this stuff. I want him here before he gets too busy because I want to find out what does he do in his off season. You know, when 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 it's all over and done with, and the final toy is just he takes his wife to Hawaii, Howard. That's, that's what he does. That's what I want to know. That's, do, do he and Mrs. Claus go take a Uniglobe trip someplace, or uh, is he like a bear? Does he hibernate? So that's the reason I am in here. That's cause hey, just real quick. I mean, you know, I will say a lot of stuff going on next week. Capital Christmas trees coming through Wheeling on uh, Thursday as that's well, right. I believe, and you know, at the White Palace from I think eleven to one. Lights get flipped on Thursday night. Parade the following. So a lot. Uh, the, the holiday spirit really does kick up next week. Winter Plaza Festival. Mm-hmm. What do they call that in a couple of weeks yep. going on? So it's going to yep. be good. All right, almost 930. Let's do a quick uh, commercial break. Bob uh, will take care of that. And then uh, McCabe and I will continue our conversation. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense. Or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or DiCarlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Primanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care, close to home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. The coffee is brewed. Phone lines are open. 
and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Now you're talking. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. There was a time when I wanted to be a part of New York, New York. Back in the 70s, you know, just Greenwich Village, the, 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 the jazz clubs, the music, nightlife, and all that kind of stuff. These days, I, if I have to go to New York, I, I just I cry. Yeah. I hate to go to New York. And I picked it because of the line, start spreading the news start for Mr. McCabe. the news. Good thinking. Bob, I didn't yeah. even catch that. I didn't even catch that. That's how it I starts. Was, <laughs> I was so, the first I was four so words. caught up in the song. I didn't think about that. Start spreading the news. Absolutely right. But these days, I, oh, I can't stand going into into Manhattan. I, can't. I mean, there, there's still something alluring with the lights and, and oh. everything, but it is just the traffic yeah. and the mass of humanity. And, you know, it, it's, it, yeah, I, I, I totally understand. I mean, just the, the troubles getting into New York, you know, um, but it's still magical, especially as you get into this time of year. And if you, you know, have, you're right, the lights and the, mm-hmm. the Rockefeller Center. And I mean, it, it's a great place to be. But it's not a great place to get to. I wouldn't know? want to live there. No. I wouldn't want to raise a family there. No, It'd just I, be so prohibitively expensive. Number one, um, you know, again, you know, sixties, fifties, seventies would have been a great place probably as a kid to grow up when you, right. you know when you could run around. And you didn't, exactly, exactly um, right. But yeah, I just uh, nowadays I I like quiet. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, me too. And I, it's Bob knows. I went, the few times I do go into Manhattan. I go through the tunnels and turn right, and there's a hotel that I stay at. In turn right, a left turn, the hotel's right there. I valet park it, mm-hmm. Don't and, worry I, about I, it. and yeah. I never <laughs> see it again until I'm ready to leave. And, and I won't drive any further than that. Through the tunnel, turn right, yeah. turn left, bam, that's it. Because um, that was Ellen Ratner's old hotel. So, You know, but you haven't talked to her in a long time, have you? Ellen, unfortunately, uh, has she, Alzheimer's now. Does she? Uh, I yeah. remember maybe you guys talking about it yeah. once in recent years. Yeah, she, she, she I guess, retired is the right word. You mm-hmm. know, she sold her company, and then she was writing for a while, and uh, she's up in Chautauqua, New York. I think that's where she is now. And um, I, I talk to people who talk to her a good mm-hmm. bit, and, and she's not um, well, that's too bad. Not mentally. Uh, yeah. And uh, for someone who was so... Active and sharp like yeah. that. I, those are the, you know, it's, it's kind of depressing. Uh, real quick reminder, everybody, uh, daylight savings time this weekend. Don't forget that before I uh, throw these pieces of paper away. Daylight savings time, uh, 2 o'clock on Sunday morning. We spring ahead. Fall back. No, we fall back. This is fall. <laughs> I mean, you have had a heck. I mean, I heard you the other day, you know. Uh, now I am worried. It's Friday. <laughs> it starts. It starts. Who's about our this, next guest? You know, Jack Frio. <laughs> <laughs> it starts about this time, somewhere in the nine o'clock hour. It starts to get to me. The, the brain uh, ossifies or something. Yes, we. This is fall. Fall back. We fall back. All right. Don't forget that. Uh, daylight savings time uh, does go away on. Uh, on, on Sunday morning. All right, quick, uh, do we need a break now, or are we, we're, I lost track? We are way early. Let's talk to John some more. Well, let's talk to John some more then. Um, this past week and next week, John Destin's going to be here with us uh, on Tuesday, I think. 
with John Deskins from WVU's Bureau of Economic uh, Research was uh, at uh, the Economic Outlook mm -hmm. Conference. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff came out of that. John was moderately positive on the Upper Ohio Valley, I think, right? Yeah. Well, uh, I would kind of look at it the other way. Uh, a little little positive on Ohio County at looking at, you know, maybe a tenth of a point of growth over the next five to ten years. You know, both Marshall and Belmont, negative growth yeah. uh, in that same time frame. Again, these are all projections and, and speculation on his part, but based, based on what he's seeing, you know, I think there were some real sobering things to come out of there. Um, which is why it's re really good to talk about, you know, and, and the one most important to me is housing. You know, um, Bob Kennan with Kennan and Kennan Realtors, uh, you know, mentioned, uh, you know, clients of his who you know, were moving here from Colorado, wanted to buy a house, move, you know, had jobs in Cameron, I'm assuming with the gas industry, um, ended up buying a house in Washington County, Pennsylvania, because it was what they wanted and uh, couldn't find anything in, in our region that fit that, um, you know, that fit their needs. You know, we do have a, we do have, it's been a long-term problem with our housing stock. It's old, it's tired, it's outdated. Um, it's, you know, people haven't, haven't modernized their, their properties, but, you know, people are still living in them. So there's not like, it's not like you can go down and buy a whole swath of property in South Wheeling and, and tear it down because you're displacing right. residents. Um, so it's, going to be prohibitively expensive and, and a discussion there is you know with red and, and others is how do we incentivize that potentially to where again you know i mean you know as well as i do the housing stock in this area is in major need of an overhaul it you know what people are looking for from outside of this area you just don't find here generally speaking um you know and so i think the conference itself was was interesting and on the housing issue before mm -hmm. we leave that a, a lot of folks though don't understand that what people want is our bigger houses. i mean they want bigger houses they actually want a higher price point than sure. what we have available 100%. um and and i know a lot of folks are well who's going to buy those kind of houses that's exactly what is needed here yes. um I won't, I won't say lower income i don't mean as in mm -hmm. poor housing but less expensive housing we have some available right. but it's it's that yeah, you really need to like that that 250 exactly. to 400,000 range exactly is what's range. missing exactly right and, you know and, and that's a nice you know 3,000 square feet with an acre of you know relatively flat yard you know what we have is in that price range you know we you know what we have is above that price range and it's bigger and maybe you know, in in a you know, which people just can't afford. I mean, if you try to find something in that two fifty to three hundred range, you're either finding something that is way jacked up because people realize the mm -hmm. market is is uh, you know, light there, um, or you know, you're not, or you're finding an older <coughs> Victorian that needs a ton of work, um, and some people just don't want that. You know, some people don't. You know, the charm of those is great, but if you don't, it it is want it. it is one of the attractions, but yeah. only for certain people. Exactly. And I know several folks who have moved here with that specific point in mind. They could find a, a very inexpensive, like old Victorian place, right. but they have to put a lot of work into it. But that's what they wanted to do. Right. If you want to find a nice move-in place, uh, in that you're right, that two hundred fifty to four hundred thousand dollar range, which is what again, I know a lot of people say, well, that's just ridiculous. Who wants a house like that? It's not ridiculous that at all. Is, yeah, that's that's what the demand is is for. And it's 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 hard to find, and it's hard to find. Listen, we're a landlocked city. Hundred percent. Yeah. You know why are so many of our uh, more expensive developments high up on the hillsides? That's all that was left. That's all. That's, that's, that's where you exactly where you, right. Where you can go. So, 
uh, that, uh, you know, that, that really is. Yeah, a, it is really interesting as well. I mean, if you look at like Woodsdale, you know, and I've always, I'm, I love some of the homes in Woodsdale, mm-hmm. but, you know, I love having a driveway in a garage, you know, and a lot of those homes just don't, you know, you're parking on the street, so you're always fighting for a spot, you know, if somebody parks in your spot, you know, even though it's on the streets, so why is someone parked in front of my house? You know, it's a, <laughs> those are real you. challenges with, with those neighborhoods. And you don't have a lot of privacy there. You're kind of jacked right up on top of each other for the most part, it, you know, beautiful homes. Um, and they're expensive. But, yeah, expensive. But again, if you're coming from an area where you have these new wide open tracks of, uh, of you know, of, of housing, um, you know, I actually have a, an uncle who he and his wife, uh, and my aunt just moved to Gettysburg and into this retirement community because that's part of this as well. It's not just housing for people in their 40s and 50s. It's no, also retirement. Retirement is, is a big yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, area. Yeah. So he moved into this new development right um, two minutes from Gettysburg, downtown Gettysburg. And um, and they love it, you know, because it's, you know, it's all people who are retired, obviously. And, you know, it's even to the point like uh, where a week every month for either your street or your, your your unit or whatever. I mean, they're not in the unit, they're in houses. But, you know, you have to agree to be like emergency uh, assistance for your neighbors. Yeah. So if somebody goes, needs to go take an ambulance to the hospital, you know, you're, and you're on, you ride with them to the hospital. So it's a true retirement community. Yeah, it will. really yeah. is. And we don't have that here. You know, we have a couple small places, like what is Georgetown maybe. And yeah, but we have, but others. the ones we have are, are, Full. I mean, yeah, well, like Welty, the Welty, you the Welty homes, apartments. Yeah. You have yeah. uh, Georgetown. Yeah, um, I think there's at least one other here. Is that one Wheeling? right across from Nash, uh, Wheeling Park. From Wheeling Park. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember the name of it now. But those are those, you and know. they're full. And then the other thing that's in somewhat demand in this area, again, because of older folks in my neighborhood, they're looking for one story yeah, ranches, single family. so you that's don't right. have to go, single story living. Right, you don't have to go up and down sure, the steps. Hundred percent. So. so but but you've got to, there's not a lot available and there's not a lot of place to build. Now, you could have bought Howgate for a seven hundred ninety nine thousand or whatever. I thought that was actually a pretty good price. I can't imagine what it costs to heat that place in the winter. Well, I thought it was a good price to buy it. <laughs> yes, yeah, fascinating old home though, huh? That was such a uh, such a fun story to read and and you know and see the listing and some of the videos. I mean, that is really. I remember years ago. Um, and I had this no is a, idea. a house up, sort of up Bethany Pike, off the off the yeah. road there behind Country Day and yeah, Woodsdale people, in that area. The, the good marker with that is you're driving up Bethany Pike and you see that solar little little solar panel array. Right. It's you turn there and go up the hill. It's but, a huge uh, house and yeah. it was up for sale, seven or eighty nine thousand dollars. May still be. I don't know. I know he had offers. I don't know if it actually I sold. It was sold. Maybe. But I could yeah. be wrong. But I mean, the price for the houses I thought actually very good yes. for what you got. The problem my son and I talked about it. Um, the problem is there's only a, a small amount of actual, if you actually moved in, it's a small amount of your living space. Sure, sure. Then it's just all of this, the grounds and the extra rooms, and you're right, what would it cost to heat it? Yeah. I, years ago, I took a hot air balloon ride with a guy who uh, was from the area and got into, into hot air ballooning at the, you know, would go out and do these big events. And I remember going over that one in particular because, of course, uh, the McKinley homestead is right next to it. And uh, going over that one, and I'd never really noticed it before. And uh, it just fat, Wheeling does have some really fascinating old structures uh, and old homesteads that that have been here a long time, and that is definitely one of the more unique ones. Uh, and again, you know, you would think if that, you know, 
you would assume that would be a, like a 1.2 to 1.5 million dollar exactly. home. Yeah. But uh, but you know when you think down, you know years. Well, I mean years back, the one on Hamilton, you know, what is that one Hamilton? I think sold for like 800 thousand. But that was you know, geez, 20 years ago now, maybe 25. Yeah. So housing prices are, are much different now. Yep. All right, quick break. We'll come back. A few more things to talk about. Now, High Valley News and Review on our Friday Roundtable. John McCabe is here. It's the Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Are you or your loved ones facing a serious legal battle? The law office of Paul Harris wants you to know you aren't alone. Do you need someone that's not afraid to go to trial and fight for your rights? Attorney Paul Harris and his team are willing to go where most firms are not. The courtroom, with a successful track record in civil litigation, criminal defense, including tax issues and health care fraud, Harris Law Office will fight for their clients by offering the most aggressive representation in and out of court. Call Paul Harris at Harris Law Office for a free consultation, 304-232-5300. You want sports talk? We got the goods all night long. Tune into Sports Map Radio. Evenings and overnights on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We are the Watchdog. Oh, there's something so real about living local. And I know without a doubt I'm not alone. And I love living local. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. Say I love living local. WTRF is working for me. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. It's quarter to three. Oh, yeah. There's no one in the place except you and me. So set him up, Joe. I got a little story I think you should know. We're drinking, my friend, to the end of a brief episode. Make it one for my baby And one more for the road Now today our bumper music is um, uh, when Howard and Bob were in their drinking days uh, in the afternoon. <laughs> we used uh, to play this right when it was about ready time to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh yeah, it was early. <laughs> yeah, it said quarter to 3. Yeah, you know? quarter to 3. <laughs> that was about it, John. It was the a.m. versus the p.m. You're exactly, you're That's exactly right. right. <laughs> Bob, why didn't you play my favorite version of that, though? 
your favorite version would have been uh, Bette Midler. Bette Midler. Because she's a skank. That's why. Oh, that's I, right. I remember. I forgot, I forgot that. Well, things have devolved quickly here. So, <laughs> Coming up today when we are done at uh, 10 o'clock, it'll be uh, statewide talk line, Hoppy Kirchival. Republican gubernatorial candidate Chris Miller will be in. You know, Mark, uh, uh, John, God almighty, I just called him Mark. You know, Come on, Bernie. Get it together. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Come on, Dimitri. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> Bazinga. That's it. He's done. Got him off. Um, John. <laughs> you sure you got that right? You had to think about it for a minute. <laughs> Chris Miller, when he first announced as gubernatorial candidate, I thought he was just sort of a nobody, nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm beginning to think he may make. Some I think, you know, um, I, I was talking to someone about him the other day. I've not had the chance to meet him in person yet. Um, but I think, you know, I think any of the four candidates who are the primary gubernatorial candidates, you know, Mac Warner, Pat Morrissey, uh, Moore Capito and Chris Miller um, could be a good next governor. Like there's not a terrible one in, in the lot. Yeah. Chris is interesting. Well, you, I know you I, I, keep your feelings to yourself <laughs> any which way. <laughs> Chris is interesting um, in the sense of, I mean, he's, you know, he comes from outside. He doesn't have, gov- you know, government experience in the sense. Uh, but he does have uh, He's got executive experience, sure, 100%. And, uh, you know, he presents himself well. Um, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the voters want. He kind of is in the mindset in the same style as Jim Justice in some ways, not quite as, you know, bombastic as the governor by any stretch <laughs> but you know he's a salesman that's what the governor is um you know the others are policy and given some of the things happening right now i think it's gonna be a really interesting look you know what's the right course for west virginia over the next you know four years after 2024 with the governor because there are a lot of policy issues that are cropping up now that just appeared not to have been dealt with at all but with the group that we have in the republican party uh, in the republican primary uh, the problem is I, I hope that politics doesn't override policy. And by that, I mean right now what we're seeing in that race is every one of those candidates is trying to out-conservative the other. Well, they're out-trumping each other, sure. Out-trumping I mean, yeah, each other. That's yeah, even and, a better way to look at it. Chris Miller on today, 10.06 with Hoppy yeah. Kirchival. Then um, Brad McElhinney in to talk about two former jail guards who pled yeah. guilty yeah. Uh, in an inmate situation. Uh, Brad talked to us about that yesterday, so there was that to talk about. And, of course, it's steam release coming up today. The whole well. DOC issue is really just what what a disaster that's turned into. And the governor says, well, I don't know nothing about it. Yeah, and, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he doesn't directly, and, you know, and I think that, the, you know, Trying to depose him was probably the wrong thing because he really, what does he have to offer? Probably nothing of substance. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, he's in charge. And, you know, he likes to let everyone know he's in charge. Well, my question when he said that was, where does the buck stop in your administration? I mean, you have a, there's a crisis in our sure. corrections department and in the has been for jail years. in particular. Yes. You know, you've got inmate abuse, and we just had some guilty pleas on that. You have, um, inhumane conditions being claimed, and I believe that mm-hmm. probably most of them are, are able to be proven. Uh, in, yeah, and National he, Guard serving as jail Even guards. the governor, yeah. and you don't have enough corrections officers, right, exactly. and even the governor has said this is a crisis. Then to say, as he did, well, I, you know, you can depose me, but I don't know nothing about it. Well, you ought to know something about it. As yeah. Brad said to us yesterday, he doesn't have to know that the lock on cell block D isn't working. I'm not saying that, but he ought to know Cell block D is in bad shape, you know. Well, yes, uh, I don't disagree. Um, but it, it, 
you know, I look at it and also think that's why you have, you know, secretaries. You know, you have a cabinet secretary that oversees that. Yeah, but you've um, got to – I'm not tr- trying to argue with you no. or about – but if you are the governor and you have got – and there's another crisis, which is the foster care crisis. We talked about that yesterday, mm-hmm. too, lawsuits pending there as well. You've got these crises. Don't you have – like once a week or once every couple of weeks, a, 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 a status meeting. I suppose if you were in Charleston, of. you would. Yeah. You know, well, but, that's, so there we go. I yeah, mean, you know, that, that maybe answers the question yeah. is, is how involved is he? So, no, you're totally right. And I totally agree on that sense. He should be getting daily updates right now on the jail situation, daily updates on DHHR and, you know, this change that just happened this year as to how that's going Maybe he is, maybe he's not. Um, but, you know, again, you ask folks who are in Charleston, and most of them will say, well, we shouldn't see him all that often. The problem with the governor is he speaks, and I, I, I do fault him for this, but I understand. He speaks so quickly, he, you know, he's, he, he reacts quickly. Yeah. Ask about it. Well, I don't know nothing about yeah. that. Why, it's to be a teetotal waste of time for me yeah. to answer questions. And if he stopped to think about it, maybe he didn't know more about it. Two things real quick sure. I want to get to, and then uh, Bob Westfall's hanging by. Um, the... Uh, the old OVMC campus is now officially in the hands of... Yeah, it's all all gated off. Uh, WVU Medicine is uh, kind of doing the preliminary de- demolition and, and getting ready for that. And, you know, over the next, you know, 18 or so months, uh, that that thing's going to be coming to the ground. Well, I don't know why we need another cancer center. It's a teetotal and waste of time, you, Howard. Just, <laughs> have you seen some of those I have. Facebook? You know, I, mean, I don't know why we need another cancer center. But, yeah, you know, as I think I responded to one, it's like, well, you know, look at the cancer rates in our region. Yeah. That's why. I mean, it's just, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's and uh, also up at uh, the other end of town, the uh, Wheeling Inn, uh, the old downtowner, the old Wheeling Inn, the, uh, they have now officially uh, hired their yeah, Desmond slash yeah. architect. Yeah, uh, Desmond is going to handle that. Uh, Desmond, Tipping Point, they're all kind of interrelated there a little bit. Uh, we never did. You know, maybe next time we get together, we can talk a little bit about Clay School as well. That uh, Yeah, a couple things next week, maybe yeah. Clay School. And also, Do you guys know, did they hire them on the drawings that they already presented? No, no, or no, 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 it, no, 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 it's, no. It's coming. No, they, yeah, they have to develop they, a plan they, now. They had six down to three, and then they I think they interviewed the three, mm-hmm. and they selected Desmond. Now Desmond will go back. Right. And come up with the actual proposals they want to do. Yeah. So, yes, that great question, Bob, because, no, they uh, they may have shown some sort of sketches. They and did. Stuff, they had some preliminary. But, every, every, but yeah. they, they, this I hope better than uh, Great Escapes with the <laughs> stick, stick figure drawings. <laughs> you got it on any napkins around? <laughs> <laughs> A little napkin work never hurt. John, appreciate you being Thanks, here. Howard. As always, we'll uh, talk again soon. We should do lunch. One of these days, we haven't done it for a All of fame time. sounds good to me, All maybe. Anytime, maybe. All right. Let's go over to uh, WTRF-TV and Bob Westfall. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Howard. How are you doing? It's Friday. I'm feeling good. I also, my mind once again today, I called John McCabe Mark. What did I call you yesterday? I called you something yesterday. I called you Bill or oh, something Brad. yesterday. Brad. I don't know what in the world is going is wrong here with me. I don't... Mm. Is it, am I Bob, just, is he off his meds? I don't think it's the meds. That's what's really scary. I think he's just maybe going. It's just, it's just it's finally hit me. <laughs> the age has finally arrived. All right. Well, Frank, what um, <laughs> what do you got going on today? All right. Um, what we've got going on today, Ohio is prepping for an election uh, on Tuesday. Issues one and two on the ballot. Uh, one is dealing with abortion. Two is uh, recreational marijuana. Uh, we are going to talk to our uh, election expert uh, uh, at OUE, um, and I'm drawing a blank on his name. Isn't that terrible? It is. See, uh, not, anyway. now I don't feel so bad. 
Well, is it Mike McTeague? No, 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 no. no. It's, not. it's uh, uh, Spiker, Kevin Spiker, Professor Kevin ah, Spiker. Okay. Sorry, okay. Right. talk to him. Uh, so we're going to find out, uh, trying to get a little uh, guidance on what those issues are uh, and what they mean. Uh, also, uh, we're going to have a sit down with uh, Governor Mike DeWine today, talking also on issues one and two. Uh, get his take on that. Uh, so a little bit of an election piece uh, today. Uh, talked to Frank LaRose yesterday on what people need to do uh, prepping for the election uh, as the Secretary of State. Uh, talking about security and things like that. Uh, so we're gearing up uh, for election night on Tuesday night. We're going to have people out. Uh, uh, obviously, it's a big election in Ohio. Uh, nothing really going on. Nothing going on on this side of the river. Um, so we will have crews up in, in the Steubenville area. We will have someone in Belmont County uh, covering uh, elections, uh, as well as our crew in Columbus uh, covering the statewide issues. So if you've got any questions or anything you need to know, uh, check us out on Tuesday. And then, of course, our website uh, and Facebook will have all kinds of things covering election nights. So we've got that going on. Uh, other things besides elections, uh, we have got uh, right now flags are being placed uh, up in Mozart as part of the uh, flag ceremony. Um, the Flags for Heroes, the program is this Sunday, uh, but uh, uh, VFW442. Four two miles of Honor Guard, along with Mount Oliver Lions Club, are right there up there now, putting out the flags. Over 160 flags will be installed at Veterans Park. Um, so we go up every year. So we're excited uh, to to help these men and women out uh, honoring uh, fellow veterans. So we have that today, and Lisa's on her way up now. Uh, speaking of uh, servicemen, uh, servicemen killed in Pearl Harbor on the attack on December 7th will be laid to rest today in Steubenville. Hmm. Uh, and I'm going to try and pronounce his name, and I will probably kill it, but uh, his Stanley Galazeski. Okay. Uh, he was an apprentice seaman. He was on board the USS California when it went down. Wow. Um, he was identified through their forensics program, and he will be buried in Steubenville today around noon with uh, with family. Um, so someone, a uh, serviceman, finally coming home, so we've got that. A uh, little lighter things, the high school playoffs continue in Ohio this week, too. Uh, so we will be there covering everything that's going on there. And, of course, this is the final week of the regular season in West Virginia. Uh, Scott Moldy will be live at 6 o'clock from the Wheeling Park John Marshall game. We'll be watching that. Uh, Zach's uh, letting us know it's going to warm up for the weekend. Um, so those are kind of the things we're looking at at this moment. All right. All coming up at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 530, the region-wide show. Check it out at WTF.com or with the Storm Tracker 7 app, the news app, on your smartphone or tablet and carry it around with you when you go. Bob, have a great weekend, and I will try to remember your name uh, next week. And uh, McCabe, I'll try to remember yours as well. And George in the studio there. Oh, no, Bob, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll try to remember that as well. Have yourself a great weekend, Mr. Westfall. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Fred. <laughs> next week, we are going to spend Tuesday. Uh, Dave DeWitt from the Ohio Capital Journal is going to be here. We're going to talk about the two issues pending in the Buckeye State. Uh, I mentioned Santa Claus is coming to town on uh, Wednesday of next week. Professor Barry Markovsky from the University of South Carolina is going to answer the question, are ghosts real? And uh, John Deskins, the WVU economist, is going to be in to talk about his economic outlook for the region and what he thinks is going on there, kind of fleshing out what we've talked about here. And then also next week, Randy Chamberlain, Moundsville Councilman, um, and a retired columnist for the uh, old Echo, I guess it was. Um, he's got some of his columns collected in a new book called Around the Mound, and he's going to be here. And the one thing we will not talk about is politics, because his politics are a mess, 
but he's a friend of mine, and he's got <laughs> good stuff. So we will talk anything except politics. I already told uh, Randy that. So that's what I got coming up next week. Mr. Slider, have yourself a good weekend. You're back in today at noon. I am. Good old boys on sports filling in for the Pine Room Boys. All right, Mr. McCabe, I'll see you soon. Adios. All right, see you all uh, Monday. News. I'm Brian Clark. The message from Secretary of State Antony Blinken in Israel. We need to do more to protect Palestinian civilians. He spoke to reporters after he met with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. We provided Israel advice that 